Welcome to the Arab Panel, episode 10. Uh, I am your stand-in host, Jeff Funga Lloyd, and with me I have... Blue Chaos, Dalton. And that's it, and because that's it. <laughs> we only have two people today. Uh, Roger and James are both uh, not with us, unfortunately, but they're still around. And so we are going to talk a lot about uh, things that they wouldn't want us to talk about. Just kidding. We're going to just talk about DDR, which is what we always do. And other dance games. And other dance games, maybe. We'll see where the, where the, where the night leads us. We're just going to wing it. Yeah. It's just a casual conversation between two bros. Yeah. This is a very intimate setting right now. Um, it's just in my basement, though. Anyway, uh, let's start off by talking about some news, because we uh, something really cool happened this week. Where we, we talked a lot last week about the uh, Australia getting cabs and the Philippines getting cabs and all the new shipments of the Uniana cabs in America. But um, we actually got word this week about Europe getting ACE. So basically how it went was there's a show called uh, like the August Coin-Op Show or something in some, like, somewhere in Europe, I think in the UK, right? Maybe. Oh, we should have looked that up. We yeah. didn't. Well, um, the guy I from guess, the, the uh, there was a location test, so we should preface this by saying yes, yes. that about a year ago, yearish, yeah, yeah, there was a, a location test for DDR Ace at Las Vegas Soho, Soho Arcade in, in London, London. <laughs> which is the most confusing. There's like three different city names there, yeah. but um, and it was there for. It was there for like two months? Yeah, a couple months. Um, I don't know that it really got that much play. Yeah, I think it was like two pounds to play or something, which oh, is kind of th- pricey. That's right. That Yeah, there were a lot of issues with the pricing of it that, yeah. It was also interesting because I think the cabinet was a DDRX location test cabinet that was upgraded to Ace, but it was the version, it was like not the X cabs like we've had in America, but it was the version they location test with, location tested with, which in America like had the light spires on the sides, like the real Japanese cabs. But they don't have them, like they didn't have them in London. Mm-hmm. Like so, it was like this weird like prototype machine type thing, and they just like threw Ace on it and and said it's a location test for a new game. And but I guess it did well enough that um, Electrocoin, uh, which is the European one of the European distributors, they are going to be selling it. So they had like tweets and whatever of them like a mystery game that looked strangely like ddr yeah. like, Ooh, what could it be could it be step maniacs no it's ddr so that's really really good news the slightly bad news is the price tag yeah so it is fifteen thousand pounds which converted to usd is pretty close to 20 grand it's just under 20 grand and the uh the monthly emus fee is 200 pounds which is like $260 or something. Yeah, yeah, it's about 275 or so. So we kind of did some math on this, trying to figure out, like, even to cover the price of the EMUs, I mean, it would take, like, pretty current play, or, like, constant play. Yeah, I mean, like, you think about the fact that the the servers, you know, let's, let's round up and say 300 a month. So 30 days in a month, you know, it's got to make $10 a day, mm-hmm. which for... A cab in a popular area or something, I don't doubt that that's possible. But that's just to cover the cost of the EMUs. Yeah, that's, that's not even getting to the point of paying off the 20 grand price tag. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. But just, so we're like being generous and saying like, okay, $10 a day, like you can probably do that. But even if you do just hit that, you're not anywhere close to paying off the cab. And so this is, it's, it's really, really neat that the idea is there that local arcades in Europe can buy Ace but the question is, like, will they see any appearance in, like, non-cities? Mm. You know, at least, like, at least in the U.S., it kind of has been the case that, like, you don't have to live in a huge city to have a couple arcades near you. And, they, you know, usually had an extreme cab or something. Um, so now if you want to, like, play Ace, are you limited to being in, like, a London or a Stockholm or something like that where, you know, there's really, a like, there's enough people to justify the giant price tag? Mm. This is, like, much more expensive than... I think a lot of arcade distributors were hoping for, or a lot of arcades were hoping for. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you, so you think Electrocoin had to buy an order of 50 machines? Yes. So they likely have 50 machines that could get spread out all throughout Europe, potentially. Yeah. Um, it's just where, like, in your, where within Europe? Is yeah. It, are people actually going to be like, okay, I'm going to double down on this, like, 
and pay the 20k up front plus the 275 a month or whatever like that's that's a big deal to not know if it's like is ddr even a thing anymore. like i think yeah like i can yeah. imagine if i was an arcade operator yeah i wouldn't actually like have that much confidence in a game that's been out for like 20 years now mm-hmm. and and how do you think that price tag compares to the new the new pump cabs or are they the the lx the new white ones do you happen to know the they're price? called lx right i think yeah yeah I mean, the the price tag on that is like, I think it's still under 15. Yeah. And there's no monthly fee. Yeah. So it starts like, at least it starts paying itself off right away. Mm-hmm. It'll be sort of interesting to see how long it takes them to start popping up. Yeah. I mean, considering they like announced it and stuff, I think they're probably, were t- they were probably taking orders mm. at that convention. It's what, how long it'll take for them to actually like send them out. Might be a few months. Like I would hope that, like, you know, we see a cab or two before the new year. Mm-hmm. But um, or, it'll probably take a little while. Or, I mean, who knows? A new version of DDR may be announced by then anyway. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm thinking KAC is going to be when they announce the next version. Uh-huh. I thought it was going to be at this past KAC that they would announce something. but Because it's very rare for them to have gone two years mm-hmm. without a new mix. Usually it's like a year and a half. Like It, it, looks, like, it looks like two years sometimes, like X3 in 2011, 2013 and 2013. But it was like late 2011 versus early 2013. So it's like a year and a half usually. Yeah. And we're about a year yeah. and a half of Ace. Yep. So not not of a year and a half of America having Ace, but like maybe they're just working out the logistics. Like they're trying to like make it a worldwide thing. And so they have to sort of like sell the same product or have the same like like they don't want to change too much of like the software and like the new songs and stuff while they're also trying to like deliver this product into new markets. Like that's my best guess as to why it's taking a while. Uh, so I think that does it for news, just about. Yeah, we don't really have anything else. There's no new songs in the past no. week. That's the, the the glory of the once a week tap, is that we don't have as much news to talk about, and we can actually talk about other things. Yes. So. What have you been working on lately? Nothing. I've been playing. I've actually been playing a little bit of ITG le- uh, lately. Um, motivation to go to the arcade has been at an all-time low. Um, Why do you think that is? I don't know. Um, well, I... I was very happy that I won Irvine a couple months ago, the tournament in SoCal. And so like that was kind of like, okay, like I was stressing out a lot about that and winning it was just like, okay, I can sort of like do other things, turn off a little bit. Like I was changing jobs. And uh, so I've just kind of been in like a, like a rut of like, oh, I'm just going to do other things besides playing DDR. And uh, I haven't actually gotten out of that. So I think that happens to everybody though. Yeah, this is the longest it's happened to me. Mm. Like sometimes I like like I remember um, last year. So right now I have an ace cab that's like 10 minutes away from me. But um, last year, me and Dalton here were basically driving down to San Jose to the round one there, which in rush hour traffic took like at least an hour. Yeah, at least an hour, usually like an hour 20. Yeah. And we were doing this like three or four times. Like we it was like me and Dalton were going like twice a week at night, like after work. And so that would take an hour and 20 minutes there. And then like we'd leave the arcade at like one thirty, yeah. in the morning and then drive like 45 minutes yeah. back home. Yeah, because it was when Ace is new. So we were still like super hyped up about it. Yeah. And so we were like usually I think Tuesdays and Thursdays we would yeah. go like every week and sometimes on weekends. Yeah, I used to wake up early and then drive down to get there at opening on either Saturday or Sunday or both. Yeah. So I was going like three to four times a week consistently for like a couple months. And at a certain point I was just burned out. Like I could not go anymore. Yeah. I was like, I'm sick of the drive. I'm sick of the lines. Like I'm like, it was, if I was going more out of obligation than anything else. Yeah. And like to get down there and then there's like a huge line. There's yeah. A bunch it was of just the most something. frustrating thing. Yeah. Or you know, any other issues or whatever, or you're just having an off night. Yeah. Which, you know, it ha- just like happens. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh, I don't want to drive like an hour, you know, an hour back. And so we, I mean, we'd be getting home at like two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know? I had to shower and stuff. Like it was just, it was not sustainable at all. And so I got really burnt out and that like, it's not the same right now. Like I don't feel burnt out from DDR. It's just like, there's also a lot of other things that I want to do. Um, I play pinball a lot now. I like getting good at pinball. I also like uh, shout outs to Ninjafar because he's really been motivating me with like the harder side of In the Groove. Like I do remember a time when I was good at Dragon Force songs and In the Groove. And right now it's like I'm like it's a struggle to get through them. And I would really like to be at a, you know, 
at a certain form where that stuff's easy for me again. Mm -hmm. I just saw a video on my uh, Facebook, like on this day thing, or reminds you of stuff from your your embarrassing past. It was a video of me playing one of the heroes of our time. Heroes of our time. Yeah. yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. From 2009, I guess. So eight years ago of me and I got like an 84 on it or something. It's like a 14. And I'm like, I wonder if it's been eight years. Like, I wonder if I could do that, if I could still pass it or if I do better. So I don't know. We're going to play ITG after recording here. And so we're going to see if I can do that. Maybe. Yeah, I actually really want to play Heroes of Our Time tonight. That was one (laughs) of the things I tried to play. Like I played EPM and then right after uh, Reasons to Live. So 14 and then 13. And I tried to like pick something else. I was just like, absolutely not. This is not happening. I was I was destroyed after two you know, hard songs. Yeah. And I used to just be at the arcade playing like beyond abilities and, you know, through the fire and flames, just like all the like bone crusher and like just everything for hours. And I wonder how much of that is not necessarily ability, but just like getting older. Like maybe we just don't have as much energy. I think, well, a lot of it for me is like a mental thing. I'm sure a lot of people could resonate with this and, you know, you and me Dalton have talked about this like off stream, but like being, like having been good at something and then taking a break for so long and then coming back, mm-hmm. it's vi- like it can be really demotivating when you're like, you know, I used to be able to do this no problem. Yeah. Like you, you were, we, yeah. we're running a little bit li- lately. Yeah, we talked about this when we we started. We signed up for a 10k race in oh god, too soon. Yeah, in, in two weeks, basically a week and a half. Yeah, a week and a half. Oh no. Yeah. Um, and so we started running and like I used to run cross country in high school and I used to be able to run six minute miles like nothing. And, you know, we started running to like train for this and, you know, I'm getting winded doing like a nine minute mile basically, you know, for a very short period of time. And so it's just really demotivating to like go back to something that you used to be really good at and you feel like, oh, like I I know I'm better than this. Like, yeah. I, I you know, it just doesn't. It's it's very hard to get over that initial hump of getting back into it. So yeah. I think that's kind of probably where you're at with, you know, these stamina ITG songs. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's really um I think it speaks a lot to I've heard this from other people when they play Ace because for so many people there was a huge break between so, like the extreme heyday mm-hmm. or even like playing in Supernova era and then coming back to it so much later. You know, you know all of us have we've taken br- like long breaks from DDR. We, you know, gain a little bit of weight. We a little bit, a little bit. Well, in my case, not quite. But, but you know, like I mean, regardless, like like you try to get back into something, and it, it can be like you just notice, like you're like, oh, I used to be able to PFC, you know, cartoon heroes or something, and now I can't even, you know, like some people I'm sure couldn't like full combo some of the like 14s or 15s, yeah, things that they like kind of believe that they know they can do, yeah. But there's a lot of like unfamiliarity in the game, like. You're like, what are all these 15s? What does a 15 mean anymore? It's it's overwhelming the amount of new content yeah, in, that's in DDR too. from these people who like basically stop playing DDR around Extreme Supernova. Yeah. I mean, there's hundreds of new charts, and yeah. a lot of them are very good, but it's just and especially the ones I, I had this issue, and I mentioned it last week on the podcast as well, that learning all the new charts, I mean, there's so many BPM gimmicks and stuff that if you learn them like as new versions come out, like it's not so bad. Yeah, exactly. But then when you look at it as a whole from like the past, like five or six versions or whatever, or more, you know, you're like, Whoa, what is this? It's a very overwhelming, like destination took me a long time to learn the stops and stuff, but some people may have been playing it so long. Is it what? 2013, 2014, 2014. So maybe not the best best example, but, but uh, fascination, internal love mix, like that, that came out in supernova and I played it a lot, so I know the stops. Right. You don't even look at the back like, of your hand. You don't even, like, have to think about it. Yeah. and But somebody who has been out of DDR for a long time comes back and sees that and goes, I don't want to learn that. Or, yeah. Or, I mean, chaos. Also. No, that, see, that's... But, I, I love... I was, like, playing chaos, and there were people behind me that didn't know about chaos. It's the weirdest thing for me. Is like, to me, chaos is just, like... I mean, I had to learn it, but, like, I learned it on supernova home version back when i had a cobalt flux and like i couldn't go to the arcade all the time and because it took me so long it just like is permanently ingrained in my in my memory like i know every stop i know what to do and but if you're looking at that from the outside it is like bizarre how 
tricky it is yeah. and how much like you're like, I have to learn all of those stops when you're thinking about I've learned all the stops and all the evolves. Like, how are all the evolves different? I, I still haven't played Rapunji, uh C or D. Because C's not that bad, but D D is D is a wild ride. Yeah, um, I, I think I saw you play it once, and I was like, nope. Stop! 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 Yeah, or all the evolves, basically. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so basically, what I've been doing since trying to get back into that is like really focusing, like before I go to the arcade, like have a few songs in mind yeah. of like this day I want to do these songs, and so I'll play Destination on Step Mania or watch the video for it, or I would play. Uh, like New York evolved, things like that. And so I'd have, you know, a handful of songs that I was like going for. And yeah. I would just focus on those rather than being overwhelmed by the, the amount of everything. Yeah. I think it's easy to underestimate how much prep probably should go into people's arcade sets, like mm-hmm. arcade visits. It's very easy to just show up and pick your favorite songs. Like, I mean, I, of course, again, I'm coming from a perspective of like, trying to improve and everything. And so if you like playing your favorite songs and that's all you want to do, then that's fine. But for, if you are trying to improve a little bit, um, like a little bit of homework is usually good just because it does give you that like, okay, like these are five songs that I want to make sure that I PFC today, or there are five songs that I want to like, just at least like full combo to the point. Like I, I, I nailed the gimmicks, you know, like I just want to make sure like reinforce that in my brain. And if it means, you know, you pick Osaka type one and you pick, New York type a or something like you just like, don't overwhelm yourself with like, okay, got to remember what all the differences are. Mm-hmm. You just sort of focus on one of them. Like, I don't think I could do all three Osaka's in the same day. Like if I was trying to PFC them all, I think I would have to do like one a day, knock one out, come back, you know, yeah. a couple days later, like, and really like focus on one. Uh, because I, I feel like I would just get thrown off so bad. The, the problem with the evolves is actually like, it's, it's even worse than stuff like destination where you have to learn it because there are, you get confused with which, with which one's, which if there was only one Osaka, even if it like just type one, which is the easy, like quote unquote easiest one. If you just learned that, like it would be tricky, it would be hard, but you could learn it. Like the problem I have, and I have notes for this is like, I have to remember like, what is which one is the one that has the three jumps at the end? It's up, it's type two. Like, which one is the one that, like, speeds up to 300 right in the intro? That's type three. Okay, like, I, I'm saying this now because I've had to look at my notes so much and I've had to play them over and over to get them. But especially when I was starting out, I was just like, like, almost knock one out, then try to forget it. <laughs> because, like, it will poorly influence the next one that happens. Mm-hmm. Your, your muscle memory gets so, like, set onto one of them. Yeah. Like, I know, I know New York A way more than I know B or C. And B and C, I don't actually, this is a hot, hot tip. I don't actually remember the difference between B and C. Um, so they're, they're like, actually very similar. They are. And that's why I don't need to know the difference that much. Yeah. But A is like radically different. And it also took me way longer to get than B and C. Yeah. So uh, like, I just memorized that a lot more, but you know, it's just that sort of, you know, it's a level of investment that is not just playing the game. I think it's, um, and this is the case with a lot of things. The game is not necessarily only about like your actual like the actual gameplay of it, like going to the arcade and standing on the pad and picking a song. A lot of it is that the sort of like we've talked about, like mental side of things, like making sure you're in a good mental state before you go and play or doing your homework and writing things down and playing Step Mania. Like all these things contribute to being a good player, but they're they can be easy to overlook because they're not directly related to the game. Mm-hmm. It's like going to the arcade is like going to class. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you, I mean, it can be you're, kind of you're like... You're there, and then doing your homework, playing Step Mania, is like doing your homework. Yeah. You're reinforcing these things. Yeah, exactly. And then tournaments are tests. <laughs> I guess that's a very good analogy, yes. For, for all you people who have been to school. Yes. Well, I think most most people have. Uh, but another thing I was working on um, fairly recently... I haven't played the past week... The, the air quality, in case people don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. We're on fire in San Francisco. <laughs> well, just about. Yeah. The air quality here is really bad because there's fires going on up in uh, like Napa and Sonoma and Santa Rosa, which are like 30, 30 miles north of us. So all the the smoke is down here in San Francisco and, and the whole Bay Area, actually. Yeah, it's very ashy. The whole state's on fire, basically. It's very bad. But uh, so I haven't really been playing lately. It's bad for your lungs. Yeah, that's like that's I'm honestly like nervous about uh, trying playing. To, trying to like, play Dragon. Yeah, Force especially it's like, oh, man, I want to haul ass while the uh, while the Hulk uh, state is on fire. We have to play through the fire in the flames. Oh, too soon. Too soon. 
but w- one of the things uh, I was working on kind of in the past few weeks was um, I had taken a break for a while, like after Endemion was like revealed. And so I was like way behind on my steps for Renan's adventure. So I just went to the arcade and I was like, I'm going to play the whole 13 folder, like including all the difficult charts and all the basic charts. The right? one, the, basic, the chart, one basic chart. Which val- is Endemion. Val- oh, no, Valkyrie Dimension. Really? Yes. No. Yeah. I thought that it, I almost re, I almost distinctly remember Endemion being the only basic 13. I'm I'm pretty sure it's in the folder. Okay. We'll have to check it. But I, I mean, I remember playing it. I'm fact checking right now. Yeah. So uh, I just went to the arcade and I was like, I'm just going to play 13s. And uh, it was around the same time that, you know, we'd signed up for this 10K race that I'm going to be doing. And I bought like a Fitbit. You know, I'm trying to lose some weight. So I just kind of wanted to see how much, like, playing average level songs. Am I right? You're, it's a 13. Yeah. It's a 13. You're, you're What's right. up? Sorry. Sorry. Um, Fuck. I just wanted to see, you know, playing average level songs. I was playing mostly 13s and 14s, maybe a couple 15s. See how much, how many calories I would burn. And it it's not as much as I thought. Yeah. It's, it, it's really easy because you're holding the bar and stuff. Yeah. Like, and, like, I have a pretty minimal play style as it is. Like, you know, not like ITG stamina level, but as far as DDR goes, I don't move a whole lot. And so, I mean, it's basically about 10 calories a song if you're playing like 13s and 14s. But, you know, again, that's sort of your heart rate plays a big part in that. So, like, if you are playing harder things, I think it would be a little bit more. But time wise, it's not as much of a like effective workout yeah, as I mean, a, a lot of people think it's like high intensity interval training right it's basically yeah so i mean i was at the arcade for two hours i had the machine all to myself i played like 30 songs 32 songs and i burned about 300 calories and then we go running and we run three miles or whatever. half the time not and... even a quarter of the time and more ca- and like 500 calories in three miles in about you know 25 minutes or whatever yeah. so like dance games aren't as i mean i guess if you play doubles that probably if you play doubles if you play without the bar yeah or play um, harder songs play doubles play hard double songs without the bar yeah you'll lose a thousand calories per song yeah that, you, you'll you'll you heard it away. here yeah that's why oliver is just like two percent body fat yeah um so that's kind of what i was working on and then finally unlocked in demion i mean i haven't even played any of the challenge charts that i unlocked along the way because i was just focusing oh, yeah. on 13 so i still have to go back and play cozy catastrophe and and neutrino because he's so pop. Oh my god. Neutrino is also just... Well, Neutrino's mean. I don't yeah. like the scoob at the end. I'm very bad at the uh, Cozy Catastrophe. Like, the slowdown. The oh, really the, dense, like, 30 seconds. The first one? Yeah, the yeah, slowdown. Yeah. So, that'll be interesting. I yeah. might have to bump up the speed mod to be able to read that. We'll um, see. Well, like, 2x? Was it? 360? Was 180, yeah. Uh, 4x on 180. You could do it. Oh, man. What, the, the So, the fastest thing that I played... I played... Um, Pluto Relinquish on 175, 175, which is 700 BPM. And it wasn't too bad, actually. It it wasn't as bad as I thought. I think once you get past a certain point, like it's hard to distinguish between like 650 BPM and like 700 BPM. I don't know why. And maybe it's just the song, how dense things are, but it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. I play 888 uh, at 175. So it's 444. So 777. Yeah, that's... Shit's flying. Yeah, shit's flying, as Chris would say. Yeah. I mean, that was... But I like I mostly memorized the ending and then just used, like, ones... That, like, if I completely memorized the ending, I could play it on, like, 225 or something. But... Or 25, actually. Or 275. What would I do? I don't know. I need to... Pl- God, I need to get 888. I, um... Well, a couple times I had a PFC going into the ending Skittles. Oh. Like, the it, very... The very it, it's, like, robotics kind of, isn't it? But it's not... It's not even. Oh, oh, it it, 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 it speeds it, up. It's like yeah, and like I don't know the rhythm. I just kind of mash, and I got three greats. So I'm like, great, thanks, Duckamuck. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was working on that for a while, and then yeah, finally unlocked and Demion passed it. Not a great score on difficult. The difficult, yeah, yeah, the difficult. Um, I had actually tried the the expert before. I I played with uh, our friend Tyler. He had he got his heat meter up, so I played with him, and I got like a three seven two or something so i i I think i want to triple a the difficult and then i'll move on to try and trying to just get us i I can't pass the expert on uh on life four but i just want to see how far i could get 
So that's kind of where where I'm at now. Well, and you spent some time working on a sim file pack, right? Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that um, last gonna, week. You're gonna mention it last week, yes? I was gonna mention it last week. Uh, yeah, I was actually so I had a site read tournament for In the Groove that I hosted in late June and uh, finally got around. Like I wanted to make lower difficulties for everything, and Dalton made the uh, Dalton made the graphics for it, which looked amazing. And uh, so it was basically just like compiling everything together and getting um, making sure all the sync and stuff was right. And then I released it, and that took way longer than I wanted it to. But um, did you make doubles charts? I did not make doubles charts. I don't know. I don't claim to know enough about double to to write charts for him. So you probably, I think, no chart is better than like, hey, look, there's there's double, there's a doubles chart for it, and then like you just play it and it's awful, and you you get mad at me. So I do like double quite a bit. Um, And one thing I was thinking, I was trying to think of ways to like motivate myself to go to the arcade and play. And one thing I could do is just try to fill out my lamps on double, which is something I kind of started i have most of the ace folder done but yeah i just there's still a lot lot to go one one thing that i'm actually nervous about i don't know a lot of people might not know this because uh ace is like the first emu's mix that they've played so typically what happens between mixes is they uh they kind of wipe scores but they keep lamps so in the in a new version Basically, you can see that like you've you perfect full comboed it, but the score is gone, and so you don't actually know like what kind of perfect full combo you got. So that's one thing that's kind of been holding me back a little bit because I don't want to like fill out all my scores on double and then have them all wiped. Mm-hmm. Like at least with single, I have most of the game MFC'd, which is really strange to say that I've had I MFC'd most of the charts in Ace, like a majority, which is crazy to me because you're over. 600 right i'm over 600 and there are like 900 something charts wow yeah so uh with that at least like i there's a you know the rainbow slash white lamp whatever you want to call it at least then if i go into a new version i know that i've mfc'd it and i don't need to play it again oh that's true but you, with, kn- you know what your score yeah on yeah is. um but with double i can't msc stuff like i can on single and so i keep thinking like i especially a couple months ago and i was thinking about playing double i was like well, I don't want my scores to get wiped because the new version is probably going to be out in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Then Demion came out. I was like, okay, well, we're we're very close to the end of Ace. Like, and now new songs keep coming out. I'm like, well, I guess I should have just played, but I'll wait until the new version. I think to to try out for double. I do really. I want to get better at double. Mostly, like both because it is more physically intense, which is a cool challenge. Um, like whipping your body from pad to pad is is like a cool test of endurance and stamina in a different way but also it's just like i think it'll make me a more well-rounded player Mm -hmm. i think i don't think it can be argued like against the case that fifems is so good because he plays so much double like he his crossover game is on point and it's because he plays double i think and pump yeah yeah but and that's mostly double yes (laughs) but it's so it's just like i think in order to like you can't because you can't cheat as much on double if you cheat a crossover you might just like end up completely like you're totally out of the rhythm of the song you're you're messed up your your placement's just wrong on single it's a lot easier to notice like oh this thing i can easily double step and like you just kind of reset back to a good point so i think double like practicing a lot more double will help me get better at single as well which is something that i need if i'm gonna win kac or something i wish you the best <laughs> thank you yeah oh kac is coming up kind of for people who weren't following last year I think we got, it was announced in mid-October ish, at least that Americans were allowed to enter, I think. And then mid-November, late November, they announced the songs. Sounds sounds about right. Yeah. And then like December 12th was the start of the qualifying period. Mm -hmm. So that's when they had like, they had two folders in the game that were like, you know, KAC, sixth. Uh, group A and Group B, and you had to play like all songs in Group A in one set, and all songs in Group B in another set, and like uh, you could play them as many times as you want. But like you picked, basically, you you know when you started your game, you thought about what set you wanted to play, and you played those. So what were the songs last year? Oh God, um, it, there was uh, new, new Century Expert, Astrogazer. Wait, okay, so Group A was uh, New Century Expert, May Challenge. Well, so that's the thing. You didn't technically have to play the expert of the challenge. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. so they it, just they announced songs and they like basically they're going to take your highest EX score mm-hmm. for the combined set. 
So like group A, they're going to take like the, if you play the three songs, like they'll take your uh, combined EX score and send that up to the server. And if it's better than the one you have on record, they'll replace it. Yeah. So, so, so with uh, one of the songs was Delta Max. And so a lot of people initially started playing Delta Max Challenge. Yeah. But Expert actually has more EX score available. Yeah. Because it has a lot of holds. Yes, exactly. Um, I forgot that Delta Max was actually in. Yeah. Yeah. So that was what? The group B was was Go For The Top, Delta Max, and Astrogazer. And group A was May, New Century, and... I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Dopamine. Dopamine, yes, absolutely. Um, so, hard songs. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Astrogazer was the easiest at yeah. a 16. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Like, I'm excited for, for the qualifying period. Um, I, I like... I just... I'm so happy that we know now how KAC works. Like, it was kind of unclear, like, the score is only updated, like, every 12 hours or something. And that was, like, it was a little bit confusing. Like, you'd, like, play, you'd get a good set, and you look at the, the, the web UI, and it's, like, not what you got. And you're like, wait, did, did I do something wrong? Like, at least, like, a lot of the kinks, at least for me, like, in terms of, like, the places that I was, like, confused or things like that, like, they're, they're cleared up for me now. And I can explain them to anyone who's interested. Um, I, I'm sure we'll talk more in depth when yeah, yeah, the yeah, new get, the new yeah. sets of songs are actually released. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, we could probably spend a whole episode on that. Oh yeah, we we'll, we definitely will. Yeah, I'm so excited do for you, that. Do you think they'll have some of the new unlocks? As yeah, yeah, I don't know if uh, I mean like co- like cozy catastrophe. Or yeah, something. I'm I'm expecting like it was actually like New Century and Astrogazer were or especially Astrogazer was fairly new. I think. Oh, and that was actually an unlock. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. both of them were. Yeah, yeah I mean, ten, so it was actually fun because. Astrogazer and New Century, because they were in, they were extra exclusives at the time. You could not unlock them. They were like New Century was final stage and or extra stage. And Astrogazer might have been the same, but it also might have been just extra stage at that point. And that's like, but it was interesting because they were in the folders. You could play them whenever you wanted. You could play them first stage. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people did. So it's, it was kind of interesting that like they became like kind of unlocked a little bit uh, for a brief moment. And then they they obviously went back to being locked when KSC ended. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think they'll probably do something similar. Well, they'll I like I think Neutrino is oh, probably man. a good candidate to be um, one of the KSC songs. It's it, interesting though they they picked like May and Delta Max, which are from X two. Yeah, they're kind of old. Yeah, and even go for the tops X three. Yeah, but that made a little bit more sense because at least it's like an eighteen. I mean May two, I guess, but like. I was very surprised to see Delta Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a curveball. I thought Poochie was going to be one of the songs for sure. Oh man, because that was like pretty new, very hard. Um, but sixteen, yeah, sixteen. But maybe they maybe they had the data that said like it was just too hard. People people would get upset or something. I would be I would be very sad. Yeah, but I mean that's something to look forward to. Yeah, it's gonna be really really exciting, and uh, it should be at JPO again, um, which is like February. 9th and 10th or something which is later than it was last year no it's earlier it was february 11th and 12th last year oh this this year i thought it was in january for some reason no 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 so that is it's very likely that it will still be in tokyo at the same place though i've heard that in past case or past yeah past kacs they've uh they've been in different locations and that's very possible it could be somewhere else entirely but we'll see um we'll and we'll yeah we'll let everyone know what the deal is when it gets closer. Um, so you guys can tune in live and stuff. It was really, really cool last year. I'm excited. Everybody should go. I need to get a passport. Yes. If you want, yeah, come, come live for KSC. If you can go to Japan. Holy shit. It is. You've never seen so many Bimani nerds in one area. Go go watch Jeff's, uh, go to Jeff's YouTube at youtube.com slash funga. No, it's, uh, funga. Oh yeah. Funga with two H's. Oh, that's right. Because funga with one was taken. Yes. And there's a really good, uh, Trip Machine Evolution. Well, that, no, but your vlog. Oh, the vlog, too, yeah. The vlog recapping all the, the friend, it, it's not tournament focused, it's on the, the friendship moments with, yeah, uh, which is fun. Chris and Paul and Hudson and, and the, uh, Japanese players and Korean players. Looks like a lot of fun, so everybody should go. Uh, do you want to move on to some questions? We can. Um, okay, I'm gonna start with, uh, my boy Steve on the, uh, on the East Coast said, any recommendations on encouraging text to help maintain DDR paths instead of dismiss the com? I don't know what com. Oh, comment maybe. Uh, the texts in my arcade who cared are gone. So I think this is kind of an interesting thing that because people have felt this everywhere. I think where the machines just like 
not quite in the perfect shape. This is not exclusive to Ace. This is not exclusive to... It's not even exclusive to DDR. Yeah, exactly. It's Or any dance, dance game. It's it, like any... It applies to every music yeah. game. Like, I play a lot of pinball now, and, like, I avoid places where the machines are not level, or, like, there's a switch that's broken, so you can't hit a certain shot. Like, maintenance matters for repeat players, and I think it's easy to overlook that, especially with a game like DDR that has the sort of, like, cult following of, like... Everyone knows it to the point that it's like you're going to probably get play on a machine that's in like, for example, C plays at Times Square, D&B in New York City. Like if no one's on that machine, some random tourist is just going to be like, oh, my God, DDR and let's play and not really care if the pads are good or bad. And then probably put in too many credits and not know how to start the game or fail immediately. And like, uh, you know, like that's actually getting through people like it's it. It's not good for arcades or like the 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 owners of the arcades when everyone's getting extra stage yeah. and taking the 90 seconds to, to, to pick every song. So my advice would be this. I I've, I've had some experience with talking with uh, various arcades, including uh, David, the David busters that I play at in daily city. And also with round one um, in San Jose, we're really like, it's important to not over, first of all, don't overwhelm employees because it's very easy to like be written off as like the naggy, like entitled, uh, like community um, where everything's always broken. Like it's, if I could recommend one thing specifically, like have like a, a liaison, someone who is dedicated to like keeping up a good relationship with arcade owners and techs and stuff so that they're not overloaded with requests by everyone. It's just one person who's like, Hey, how are the machines doing? Oh, well, you know, a couple of people have told me that the up arrow is a little bit undersensitive. Do you think we could take a look at it and really framing it as like trying to help everyone? Like, you're like you as the arcade owner, you'll get more people because more people want to play here. And we as the community will be happier and we'll, we'll, you'll, you know, we want to come back and, and keep supporting you. So it's helpful to not try to focus the problem on like, this thing is bad and I want it fixed right now. And like, I'm leaving it. Like, no one's going to respond well to that. And it probably helps to know who to ask too. Like, yeah. don't just go up to the counter at round one and, and bug the person at the cash register. Yeah, that's true too. Like, I, I've always tried to, start off by uh like a couple times at daily city i've gone up to the counter at like the the prize whatever and i've just said like hey is is there a chance you guys could call someone uh, a tech to the ddr machine i have a couple uh i have a question or something they're like sure so i go wait by the ddr machine someone comes over and um i'm like hey you know the machine says it's offline right now do you think that we could reboot it really quickly again like trying to use like the we language and you know let's let's fix it together right so they, you know, flip the machine off and they flip it back on. And, you know, at that point, it's like, oh, hey, how's your day going? You know, like, it's very easy to just like sit back and say nothing. But it's if you kind of like get onto a friendly level with them by asking them how their day is, they might say, oh, man, like there's been so many customers today. And they're like, yeah, it's been crazy in here. Like just that little like those little things matter for when the, you know, the left arrow is actually misfiring. And it's like, hey, do you do you think we could take a look at it? And now your concerns are coming more from a place of like. Like you have that rapport built up with someone, they trust you that like when you're when you're complaining about something, you're a nice person, so you wouldn't waste their time. So yeah, let's take a look at it. So I would just like try to maintain that good rapport. If you can have a community liaison, that's probably a good idea. And really just like be respectful of their time and everything. No one wants to like if you if you cross that line into like the entitled community, then no one's ever gonna help you again. And you know, you're gonna burn that bridge. So uh, it's important to like be really like really extra nice like way nicer than you normally would be it's understandable if they can't get to it in a week just like be patient be a little persistent but not overwhelming yeah and i think music game players tend to not realize that our games probably don't even make the the arcades that much money exactly relative to redemption games like a game of ddr could be 10 minutes easily whereas you know if somebody's playing a redemption game you know they're swiping their card every 30 seconds you know the the at round one they have the uh ufo catchers the grabber claw machines and you know that's two bucks is eight credits i think which is more than ddr yeah they and, do have to give out like a physical prize for it but n- not all the time basically that's the whole point yeah so i mean they're probably you know you and you can swipe every 30 seconds like they're raking in so much more money on those yeah especially when they have 20 of them yeah 50 or you know however many so try yeah. to at least be understanding it it's not a high priority for any arcade to fix ddr and so like you really have to be like humble about it mm-hmm 
don't don't be entitled. Yeah. Which applies to a lot of things. Yeah. But especially if you want someone to do something for like, like especially with the corporations, quote unquote, like Dave and Buster's knows that if you're like not going to play there, you're probably not going to play like there's no ace. Like you can't buy ace yourself. You can't go to the local arcade where you have like, you know, more of a local community, like something like Chinatown Fair would be a good example of like a bet, like a like it's not a chain, it's just <laughs> one arcade. And the, the, those small community arcades have more of that community aspect to them. Yeah. Versus these sort of big. Exactly. So you have to like ones. you have to like realize that you're working with a big chain and do all like make sure you step in the right places, both figuratively and, and literally, literally to like, nice. you know, navigate around the issue. Um, so we have another question here uh, from Daniel E on Twitter. Uh, he says two part questions for all the panelists. Good, because there's two of us. Um, And I think we talked about this before, but we can touch on it a little bit deeper. Uh, Do you use fast, slow option? And if so, uh, how much do you rely on it when trying to time steps? You want to start, Dalton? Sure. Um, I do use it. Uh, First, let's talk about what the fast, slow option actually is. Sure. Uh, Because I think some people may not know about it or know even how to turn it on. Uh, so it's part of the EMU's basic course subscription, which you have to enable on the Japanese Konami portal website. Yeah, uh, which is a, a hassle, and you can only you you can only pay using Paselli, which is uh, Konami's sort of e-payment currency. Currency, yeah. Um, and so you have to jump through a bunch of hoops to be able to buy a Paselli. There's guides on it on. Uh, DDR ITG players. I if you if you don't know how to do it and you want to or you're interested in setting it up, just hit me up on Twitter, Funga underscore, and yeah. I will I'll I'll help you out. Yeah, there there's there's guides on uh I think there's one on Bamani style. Some of them are a little outdated. I actually should I was actually so one of the things again by having tap as more of an audio thing. I want to actually I want to make a video tutorial about doing all this setup because and make it current because there is there are some changes. Some changes, yes. But anyways, so you have to jump through all these hoops uh, and then you can enable this option to turn on fast slow, which tells you if you step early, it says that you're fast. If you step late, it says you're slow for non marvelous judgments. Yes. Marvelous just says you're no. marvelous. Yes. So I, I do use it. I set it up when we first got ace and and even after you stop paying for the basic basic course subscription, which is like three hundred twenty one yen a month or something. Yeah. Um, three bucks or yeah, basically you have to buy it in $10 increments, but yeah. Yeah. But even after that expires, it stays active on your account. You can also activate the darkest screen filter. Yep. So that's another reason to do this. Um, or no darkest screen filter. You can do anytime. It's the, it's the arrow or the, the arrows oh, sorry. Above, like in yes. front of the combo. Yeah. So those, those are the two options. It's like you enable fast, low and also where your, if your combo is in the foreground or the background in comparison to the arrows. Yeah. And so it's usually helpful to put the combo in the background because otherwise the combo obscures yeah, the arrows, especially for slowdowns, yeah. um, was a big problem for me. So yeah, um, I don't know. I don't feel like I pay like very specific attention to it when I'm actually playing. It might just be sort of subconscious. And for really hard songs, I don't think it helps all that much because there's you know it's so much going on. Yeah, that it's hard to pay attention to it. But if you're trying to like marvelous attack something, and especially if the song is off sync, which the result screen helps with as well. Yeah. So when you get to the result screen, it shows how many of your non-marvelous steps were early or late, so fast or slow. So you can use that information to determine, oh, wow, this song is more off sync this way or that way. Or I step generally early or something. That, a lot of, that's a lot of people I've noticed just like step early in general. Yeah. And, you know, if you see that you have... 57 fasts and one slow, then you have like either the song's off sync or you are yeah. either way you need to step later. Yes. So, so it, it helps you and it's kind of more of the homework thing again, that you can take that information and a- apply it to, you know, if you play the song again, you can be, Oh, I need to step earlier this time and keep that in mind while you're playing. But I don't, yeah, I don't know that I really pay. It's hard to pay attention to it all that much. Uh, Cause there's so many other things going on, but I think it definitely does help. Some people have said that it hurts, like it, it it's distracting for them. And, you know, that's. Yeah. But I would say at least give it a shot uh, and stick with it for a bit. Like at first, it may be distracting or, or whatever, but like with any it, adapting to anything takes a little bit of time. Um, so stick with it for a little bit. And over time, it may help. 
Yeah, I uh, would highly recommend it. I use it. I've used it since I was in Japan, like in 2013. Um, I've like kept it active on my account whenever I can. It is insanely helpful. It is one of the only reasons I have good MA. It's because I'm able to adjust like at a moment's notice. Like, I mean, it is a little bit of a reaction time thing. But like, as soon as I see that I have a slow, I'm like, okay, like I'm basically shifting my whole global offset, like my my brain offset, like a little bit earlier so that I'm not slow anymore. And like Dalton said, you can figure out about sync and stuff like that, you know, kind of identify weaknesses. Like if you have a stream coming up and you get a lot of fasts, you can be like, okay, I'm rushing it. Like I got to slow down a little bit. Um, All those things are going to pay off in the long term. I understand people are a little bit hesitant. Like they, they think it's, it's a little distracting. I honestly, I can't imagine being a top player and not using it. It's kind of like the bar. Like people are initially like, especially if you just try to use the bar, like you're like, ah, it's not helping me too much. It's, you know, I'm not getting as good scores with it. It's awkward. And then, but like, imagine trying to win KSC without the bar. Yeah. Like it's just not going to happen. And I think fast, slow, is to a lesser extent, like it's not as extreme as using the bar versus not, but um, I think you would struggle to like get MFCs on some of the harder songs in the game if uh, if you don't use it because mm-hmm. you really it just helps you hone your timing. You just yeah. know more about it's like it's more information. I I talked a lot about how I don't use pacemaker, and that's because it's not actually giving me any new information. It's comparing me to my rivals, other things, which actually doesn't have any influence on the score, but your fast slow absolutely does have an influence on your score. Like mm-hmm. it helps you adjust mid song, which is exactly what you need. Yeah. Pacemaker distracts me. Yes. It, it makes me think too much. Yeah, exactly. It's more, it's more getting in your own head than it is. Like, so like a lot of times people are just like, Oh, like I want fewer things on the screen. Like, so I don't use fast slow. I don't use pacemaker, blah, blah, blah. But there's a difference with fast slow where it's actually actively helping you in a way that pacemaker doesn't. Um, do you have an, another question? I can find one. Why don't right. you go? Well, I got I got some here. Okay. Um, uh, ben Madsen asked, do you feel like you're ready for a new DDR to be announced or do you want more time with only Ace? Yeah, I actually, I think I mentioned this at some point, either in a previous tap or in like a group chat or something, but I was like, I'm not ready for a new mix. Like as soon as I started hearing that, like there were rumors of new things, I was like, I have so much more to do. And I, like, I don't feel it's a lot of it is because all of us are playing catch up. Like if I had PFC'd a lot of these songs, I, I actually did. Like in 2013, I got three months of playing DDR on a you know on EMUs, and uh, so I was already like way ahead of the game compared to a lot of other people. And I still don't feel like I'm that done. Like I can only imagine how a lot of other people feel, where they're like, you know, I only get to play once a week or once every two weeks or something, and there's so much more of the game to explore. So yeah, it's kind of like a. It doesn't really hurt necessarily, like for a new mix to come out. Yes, there are a few more songs, but you can usually try to keep up with those. Like, I think the goal is to always like play a few more songs than are ever released. And DDR is, um, quote unquote, lucky to like not get that many songs released. I think it would be a better problem if there were too many songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same but, time, it's always nice to have the the new and shiny thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not gonna say like, oh, like it was a, a few months ago, maybe earlier in the year. I definitely felt like I'm not done with Ace, but as long as they keep making new versions and like the support keeps coming and they don't like cut too many songs and stuff, then I'm I'm perfectly happy with a new mix coming out. But it's a it's a really really good question. Um, it it it's kind of tempting to say like I don't feel done yet, but I don't think I'm ever gonna feel done. Yeah. So why not just let a new thing come out and and play with the new shiny stuff? Yep, I think that's a good way to approach it. I will I will find a question. Thank you again for asking us your questions. Yes, all of you. we we slacked off this week and we forgot to uh, announce, you know, ask questions or solicit questions ahead of time. So yeah. we we did the the speed round and asked right before we we went live here. Uh, okay, uh, Drano on Twitter has a good question. He has two questions. I'll do with this one first. What in-game feature do you think the game needs the most? Uh, E.g., the ability to adjust offset or other options like that. So yeah, uh, comparing DDR to a lot of other modern Bamani games, for example, like 2DX lets you change the off, like your offset for a given song. So you can kind of like, if you, or if you like prefer to play earlier or later, you kind of just leave a setting on that's like, yeah, I just kind of prefer this. And you can make adjustments on individual songs if you need to, but you kind of have like your preference. I think that would be really, really nice in DDR because I would be abusing that a lot of like, okay, this song's early. And I like, I know I probably have an even more comprehensive note stock than I do now of basically like for every song, what 
mod, like what timing mod do I put it on? And I'm sure people would create lists online of like, hey, here's recommended yeah you know offsets i don't know if 2d people on 2dx do that probably yeah Yeah. i don't know if i don't there's a lot of a lot more community especially because it's one of the biggest games in japan um another thing with that 2dx does is the dawn system oh yeah that'd be really cool which would be really cool in ddr basically some sort of ranking of of getting certain scores on certain songs or passing certain songs yeah it's basically like the dawn system in 2dx is like a class system like you you can rank up quote unquote by like passing certain predefined sets Mm -hmm. and the hardest one is kaiden which is like a legendary thing for 2dx players and it really gives 2dx players something to strive for and and then you that it gives you a framework of like explaining to other people what what skill level yeah at at a quick glance you're like uh, in 2dx i'm eighth down yeah like you kind of know what i can pass yeah exactly whereas in ddr you can say like oh but even DDR with like the life bar is kind of different than 2DX. Like 2DX yeah. is a lot harder in that regard. So, but you know, you could say like, oh, you know, I passed, you know, if, if 10th Dawn was like four 18s or whatever, and you had to triple A them all. Yeah. Like, and you, you know, if somebody said, hey, I'm 10th I'm Dawn, like, you know that they're a good player. Yeah, exactly. So, it's, it's cool that, that context and also the thing to strive for. Yeah. It really gives you something specific to work toward. Yeah. Uh, which I think is cool. And uh, Sound Voltix has the same thing. They have Infinite Dawn is basically Kaiden, I think. Yeah. I don't like Pump's leveling up system as much because it's basically just however much you play. Yeah. I mean, they, DDR used to have this with Enjoy Level. Mm, yeah, it was in, right. in X3 in 2013. It was just like you ranked up based on how much you played. It did give you bonus points for playing things you've never played before and playing stuff on mods for some reason. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but I, I think a, a skill-based ranking system yeah um would be a lot cooler i would actually like enjoy level as well enjoy level was kind of just fun like you didn't have to do anything for it yeah and just kind of gave you a rough estimate like if you played with someone their enjoy level was like a hundred kind of knew that they played like fairly often and you know it was kind of like sometimes it was kind of like a race like how much can you play and how much can you get that score it's just like it's one of those things they took away Mm -hmm. and nothing replaced it that i was kind of like uh like was it really that much work to like have it in the game yeah and Comparing DDR to other music games, um, I was talking to my partner about this because I, I tried to show them uh, Endemion, and because I was like, "Listen to this very cool song," but at the time, it was just the the game rip audio, and they're like, "I can't even like I can't deal with this song. There's too much cheering in the announcers." Yeah, yeah. Like, so I think that that would be cool. That's on our wish list of I think of, of getting having an option to turn off announcer or oh cheering. I was like where is he going with this yes turn off announcer I was like you want them to put Endemion online for download <laughs> like okay that makes more sense yeah um because like DDR is the only Bamani game really of like the the main series that have an announcer or have cheering a- anything anything o- during the game yeah a- anything other than the music of the song well, it's a little bit, I mean, it's a little bit different. DDR is also not key sounded where a lot of other games are. So like, because the whole thing about 2DX and pop is like, you're kind of like making the music and sample text. Yeah, exactly. So I guess like the cheering and stuff is like, because you're, you're like making the music, you're not like experiencing it. But like DDR is like the music's already there and there's like, it, they want to make you feel like there's a crowd around you. Yeah. There's usually already a crowd around me and I would like if they go away, please. Yeah. Stop watching me. Stop put. Stop Snapchatting. It's annoying. <laughs> um, also, this is just a real quick question about uh, from Drano again about has anyone tried foam modding the pads on the new cabs that came in a few weeks ago? Any second opinions on pad quality or still too soon? Just as an FYI, I'm going to be foam modding round one San Jose's pads soon. Uh, talk to the management there and uh, going to get that done hopefully like next week um, or the week after. So uh, I think I don't have any, I haven't played on them yet, but, um, and neither is Dalton, right? Nope. So we don't have much opinions. I think they're like, I think Chris just posted that he MFC'd Zephyranthes. Oh yeah. And he, he did it on the, the new Uniana caps. If Chris can MFC Zephyranthes, you can probably play the game. Yeah. It's, I'm sure they're fine. Do we got another one? Uh, yeah. Let me, let me find one. So to a person, so this is Henry Lee on uh, Twitter says to a person who doesn't play with bars and doesn't minimize steps. Is there any advice to improve on holding the bars and minimizing steps? So basically, I guess if you're trying to break into sort of the, 
the form of of a of a top level player like what do you what do you do um for the bar it's important to just start using it and even like we we touched on this a little bit earlier but even if you don't feel like you are good at it or like your your arms hurt or they're it's kind of awkward to have them behind you while you're playing uh it will become better over time you can try to use a towel or other things if it uh makes it easier i put a towel on the back of the bar when i play it so do i so and like minimizing steps, I would uh, go to our YouTube, look at the advanced techniques video, because uh, we do outline a little bit about the um, like the actual pad layout. And to su- suffice it to say, the inside, like basically the inside sensor is what you're going to want to hit. So there's four sensors in each arrow. There's one closest to the center panel. You're going to want to hit that one. So that's like when you're minimizing steps, you're really trying to not go too far into the center of the panel where it's actually the least sensitive mm-hmm. and you want to hit very much on the the inside edge so you're exerting the least amount of energy possible. I think a lot of it is just trying to be critical of of your playform and and going back to earlier or easier songs. Yeah. Like if you're trying to adjust your playstyle on like 16s, I don't know what your play level is, but go back and play like 10s and 11s. Yeah, you definitely uh, want to like scale it back and remember your fundamentals cuz the more you play harder stuff, the more you're going to flail. Mm-hmm. And this is true for anyone, even I flail more when I play Paranoia Revolution or something. You really need to like focus and get the fundamentals down and then apply that to harder and harder stuff. Mm-hmm. So very yeah. good point. And with most things, just play more, yeah. but but play critically. Yeah, you really want to be introspecting your play and like if you have a camera, put the camera uh next to the pad. Point it there, and then afterwards, just see like if you if you're thinking about it the entire song and be like, okay, step it towards the center. Analyze your playstyle afterwards. Did you go too far out? Could you have you know used only your heel for the uh, for the down arrow? Yeah. Like if you're ever hitting your toe on the down arrow, you're probably doing something wrong in terms of if you're trying to really minimize your steps. So that sort of analysis post play can uh, can really help out. So I think that's it for questions this week. Um, we can move on to set of the week. Yes. Uh, so first, before we move on to our new recommendations, we have, we want to shout out some people uh, from our set last week who were tweeting their photos at us. Um, at SF underscore evolved on Twitter. Please yeah. send us your sets. And uh, people started using the hashtag hashtag uh, tap set of the week. Yep. Um, so Oliver played uh, on doubles. Telperian, yep. So that was an interesting take. And we didn't clarify it last week, but so we mentioned specific difficulties for the songs. But, you know, if you're not quite at that level yet, feel free to play them on easier difficulties. If you played on difficult or basic, whatever you're most comfortable with, whatever you want to have the most fun with. You don't have to play top the charts challenge uh, if you're not comfortable with shock arrows. Um, Those are just kind of like our initial recommendations, but do whatever is most fun for you. Um, Telperion played on double, which was uh, sort of a fun twist on it. Brittany, who uh, actually I know from Fresno, I've known Brittany. Oh, yeah. For uh, it feels like 20 years, like literally since I was like 10 years old, probably Um, played uh, with Rod, who's another player from Fresno who I knew before I moved here. Uh, So they tweeted their photos at us. Rod, PFC, Dreamin and Kachaka, Kachasa, whatever. Thanks, Roger. (laughs) And bonus, uh, Cleopatra, Cleopatratism, Cleopatrism, Cleopatrism, right? Anyway, Japan. Yes, that uh, PFC that on extra stage, which was not one of the songs, but that's a good score too. So shout out to him. Um, we had another one from CJ Ong GG on Twitter, and a whole bunch of other people. Those are the ones I'm seeing right now. I think we'll try to sh- keep shouting out people um, in future episodes. So definitely send us your sets. Use the hashtag tap set of the week um, and let us know what you think of the suggestions, because uh, these are just our recommendations. But, you know, it's kind of to help you, you know, break into some new songs and new charts and stuff uh, that you might find fun and get a lot of uh, a lot of fun out of your next arcade visit. Yep. Oh, there's one from Mark White who uh, didn't get Kachaka in in his set, but then got it immediately after. So good. Good PFC there. And uh, Henry Lee, who asked a question previously, played Man, there's a lot of people. Yeah. I hope this takes off. A lot yeah, of people said this, they were excited is, about it. It's awesome seeing all these scores. Uh, Clarence Cobwebs. Uh, nice Twitter. Uh, spooky. Spooky Twitter names. Very, very spooky. Um, 
and Daniel E., who also asked a question earlier, submitted his scores as well. So lots of people. So um, it's fun to get in and, and see what other people are doing. So let us know. So why don't you kick us off this week? So Jeff, Jeff's gonna. Jeff didn't get to. I didn't get to pick a song last week. Last so week, so I'm picking two this week because we have three songs and two people. So we'll, we'll go one, one, one. One, one. Yeah, sure. Okay. So uh, my first song. This is an oldie but a goodie. Celebrate night Euro trance style. Oh. So picking this for a couple reasons. First of all, song's a banger. Second of all, <laughs> uh, it actually has a lot of foot switches in it, oh. and that's not something that I noticed until very, very late on in my dance game career. Do you think they were intentional? They, some of them feel like they have to be. Mm. They are, they flow really, really well. Maybe, maybe they're not, but mm. like, and this is, I mean, this is back in like 2001, like, yeah. you know, for 2002, foot switches weren't a thing yet, but it's actually one of the songs I think about when I'm recommending like foot switch learning stuff mm-hmm. because, uh, surprisingly, like it's pretty slow and you and a lot of it's on the down arrow. It's like one, can, 140, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like 140 or 145 or something. And yeah, so it's just, it was such a good song and a great chart. And uh, can help you like kind of learn a new technique as well. So I think that's that's my first. Uh, unfortunately, we just talked about how you're allowed to do them on any difficulty. Unfortunately, it's locked on challenge. So uh, you have to play on challenge, but it's like a ten or something. So yeah, it's, w- it's worth it. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm gonna go with something a little bit newer. Ooh, um, which is Ayakashi Kakushi. Ayakashi. Ayakashi Kakushi. There you go. Yes, um, which is the. Like 85 BPM uh, DJ Toto song. Yes. Um, I'm going to make a graphic this week. We're learning. We're learning. I'm we're gonna, we're still figuring this out. I, I'm going to make a graphic this week that we'll post to the Twitter that has the song jackets um, for the songs of the week uh, to make them easier for people to find. But Ayakashi Kakushi is a 14. It's a hard 14. It is a hard 14. It's got like over 600 steps, I think. Yeah. But it's very fun. Uh, I avoided it. The reason kind of why I'm recommending it is because I, I avoided it for a long time because I was like, oh, it's like it's slow. It's 85 BPM. I don't want to play it like uh, so I think I'd played it like once when Ace first came out, then forgot about it. And then I like rediscovered it again. And I had it stuck in my head for a month. It's like, a banger requirements for all these songs is bangers. Yes. Including Kachaka. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's 14, lots of uh, sort of 16th note runs with, like, some 30 seconds thrown in, some jumps and things. Um, you could also play it on easier, the 11 on difficult. Very fun, let me tell you. Oh, I haven't played that one. I, I enjoy that chart a lot. So I, Oh, I forgot to mention earlier when I was playing through the 13s, sick difficult. Is yes, it's very fun. It's also yeah. very fun. Used to, some Daily City players used to play that all the time. I would watch them and be like, that ah, looks like a lot of fun. Yes. So, just in general, maybe experiment with playing... Playing some easier difficulties on things. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm a big advocate of playing... Like, there's a lot of gems that people overlook because it's like, oh, it's not the green or purple difficulty. Yeah. And the red one's actually really good. Yeah. Well, sometimes the yellow one's even better. Um, oh, so, good? My third one? Yeah, I think that I think that just about covers it. Okay, so my third one is... Uh, we're going to have to make a graphic because we're, we're naming a bunch of Japanese. <laughs> but this one, again, we're going back to new, uh, is Kiken Nakajitsu. Which is, uh, it's, it's the 173 BPM song from 2013. It sounds like a rock song. It's uh, the female vocals. It's got like a girl on the beach uh, in the, on the jacket. Jeff is doing a on the beach pose. It's kind of like, like a, she kind of looks like a starfish a little bit. She's like on the, no, she's not like laying down on the beach. She's like jumping, jumping kind of thing. And it is just a really, really good song. And that's, I mean, the, the chart's fun too, but I just love the song so much. And uh, it's actually the ending is like it's got kind of a, like a death run type thing. So what difficulty is it? Oh, it's a thirteen on expert. Okay. Um, but insanely fun. Uh, I don't hear people talk about it or play it ever. Mm-hmm. And I actually ignored it for a long time. And then I actually listened to the song. And I was like, oh my god, this song's amazing. There's a full version. Listen to that like crazy. I still do. And it's just like it's like a feel good song. It's like it reminds me a lot of like the old B for You. Mm. Kind of like rock, like breakdown, like just like mm-hmm. gets me pumped up, gets me amped up. So that's uh, my third recommend or my second recommendation, third song. And uh, we'll I'll, you can ask me, I'll like type them out and stuff so people know what to yeah, look for. Yeah, we'll post it on the Twitter account um, and it should be in the show notes too. Yeah. So hopefully that helps. Um, so that covers it for set of the week. Uh, yeah. Send us your scores at SF underscore evolved on Twitter. Um, also post on our Facebook. Yeah, post, what, uh, whatever, whatever way you want yeah, to. Yeah, we're not. To we're post. not. We're not picky. We don't discriminate. Yeah, um, but we do check Twitter more than anything else. Yes, 
it's it's more interactive fun. Yes. So really quick, we'll just go over uh, tournaments again in case people missed last week. Uh, there's one coming up at Dave & Buster's in Houston, Texas on Wednesday, November 1st. You can find that on Facebook. Uh, there's the, the Guac 2. I didn't even realize the acronym last time. <laughs> Game Underground Arcade Championship 2, which is in Natick, uh, Massachusetts, near Boston. And that's uh, November 10th through the 12th. It's going to have DDR 2014 plus a bunch of other music games. Uh, that's up on ddrcommunity.com. You can check it out there. And then for the Bay Area players, um, in case you haven't heard, there's going to be a tournament at Round 1 uh, San Jose on November 11th. And so we have two machines again. Uh, so hopefully that tournament will go quite smoothly. There's also a tournament uh, on October 21st at the, I think it's, yeah, the Glendale, Arizona uh, Dave & Buster's. It's called Spooktacular Moves, DDR Ace. Ooh, Halloween themed. Yes, it's got Electronic Retreat on the event page on Facebook. Um, so yeah, if you're in the Arizona area, definitely check that out. And if you have any more tournament uh, stuff, you can feel free to hit us up. We'll try to shout out the the, the future stuff that's happening uh, on the next show. Um, and if you're local and you want to hang out with some players, meet some new friends, get a few rivals, and uh, see how well you place, I would highly recommend uh, entering any or all of these tournaments. I guess you can't do all because some of them are landing on the same day, but whatever. I believe that's it. What else? Is that it? Oh, there's also a Pump It Up tournament in San Jose coming up in preparation for U.S. Pump Festival. Uh, it is on October 14th. Oh, actually, that's in two days. So uh, this Saturday. So if this episode comes out on Friday, it's probably tomorrow. That's at Round 1 San Jose, Prime 2 tournament. Pump it up. I think that's it for this week on the Aero Panel with this uh reduced cast it's not really a panel it's more of a duo it is a, right now we are a duo but we'll be back up to panel status next week i believe yeah and we're we're gonna be like sort of rotating in hosts you know if one of us can't make it so i know you guys love us but uh hopefully you'll be able to hear some different voices and different opinions yeah uh different takes on things from uh other other people here and maybe in the future we'll try to figure out how to Skype people in or Discord people in, I guess. Yeah, yeah that'd be uh, really fun. Yeah, get people from all around the country rather than just people here in the Bay. Um, so that could potentially be on the horizon. Yeah, look out for that. And uh, as always, thanks for listening and thank, thank you, you for, for playing. playing.